everyone. This is Jeffrey Kerr. January 29th, 2020 marks the beginning of a very important recording session of a brand new song titled Hands Around the World. The song was written by Oscar winners A.R. Rahman and Stephen Schwartz. The vocalists and participants who attended this session included H.E.R. Akin, Cody Simpson, Earth, Wind & Fire, Natasha Bedingfield, with support from Quincy Jones. The musical team was brought together by leaders, immersive entertainment entrepreneur Neil Morgan and visionary humanitarian Ken Cragen, who is known for being the producer leader of We Are the World in Hands Across America campaigns. The song will be part of a year-long fundraising campaign and initiative to raise money to fight climate change. Today, I've got three very special guests joining me to discuss this project. Would each of you mind introducing yourselves one by one? I'm Ian Rahman, composer and producer for this. And um, I'm working with Stephen Schwartz on the lyrics for the song Hands Around the World. I'm Ken Cragen, and I manage a lot of major stars, Kenny Rogers, Lionel Richie, Olivia and John, even the Bee Gees for a while. But I'm probably best known for organizing... Uh, we Are the World, Hands Across America, Parts of Live Aid, Net Aid, and various other humanitarian projects like that. I'm Neil Morgan. I'm the uh, CEO of uh, Hands Around the World and uh, bringing together some amazing new uh, technology that's going to uh, make a, a global impact uh, with what we're doing with the project. So to start things off, how did the idea for this song first come about? Well, it came in a very unusual way. Neil and I have been working on the technology side, not us personally doing it, but uh, Neil had been developing this for a few years. And we were in a, cha a charity meeting, which I have so many of these days, it's to be the primary thing I do. And they kept wanting to redo Hands Across America, and I kept trying to tell them why it wouldn't work. And uh, Neil uh, held up his cell phone and said, hey, it won't work for the reason that nobody will give you both hands to hold the person next to them on either side because they're going to be taking a selfie of the whole thing. They're going to have a hand, one hand on their phone and you're never going to get the thing we got in 1986 where we had a continuous hand-holding line from New York to L.A. So we all laughed, but then Neil said, I've got the technology, Ken and I. I've been working with Ken to get some celebrities involved and stuff in this. We, we could arrange for you to download an app and hold hands uh, with celebrities and uh, then send that back to us and we'll connect it to millions of others and we'll do, you know, hands around the world. And that's where it started. And we didn't really start with the cause of climate change, but rapidly realized that if there was a universal issue in the world, literally to save the earth and every living thing on it, it was climate change. Once we got into that, we realized how critical it was. And I personally realized you could take all the other things I've done in my career before, put them all together, and they weren't as big. And then one other thing sort of to bring Neil or, or AR into this is that music has always been a key part of every project I've done. Music moves people, music is universal, and uh, couldn't, couldn't come up with them. Yeah, look, I can quickly interject the uh, technology we're using is uh, a thing called volumetric video. It's uh, using 300 machines that are very vision cameras that uh, take a picture of a person and creates a, a hologram of them and puts that into augmented reality in your phone. And uh, that gives us the power to actually stand beside them and hold their hand. 
can put one on one side of you, say Beyonce, you can even put the Pope on the other side of your hand and that brings you to the next version one metre away and then to the next. And that's ultimately how we're just sort of enjoying hands uh, in a global selfie chain with hopefully a billion people hopping hands around the entire planet. It's a very powerful idea and uh, building on Tim's incredible legacy. And, uh, you know, it was a, an absolute uh, an honour and privilege to have AR join the project. You know, we really wanted a, a world song that, you know, united cultures, broke down sort of barriers and things and ARs. I guess in order to leave it in the world that creates this part of the music, so I'll pass the floor to him right now. The song, The Other World, was done with a lot of love and care, and this is not The Other World, it's actually this song catering to today's generation, because they get attracted to certain kind of music, so we try to see what would be the sound of uh, a song which is played today by youngsters, and at the same time have that respect and um, have the platform for many people to contribute. So it took us a couple of months to get around with the idea and then I worked very closely with this is Steven Schwartz and he was kind enough to support us. We got very excited because he believes in uh, the same thing, global warming, climate change. And, and he jumped in, even though he was so busy with um, his musical, uh, Prince of Egypt and London, we worked through Skype and, and we just finished the song last week. And the first part of the recording is over on 29th and we plan to do more recordings because a lot of people are interested but they've gone out of station and a lot of big names want to be a part of it and very thankful. Yeah, so yeah. AR, what has it been like for you getting to collaborate with Stephen Schwartz on Hands Around the World? Stephen and I worked on a musical with DreamWorks five years back. That project is yet to resume and so we thought it'd be nice to get together and, you know, keep the relationship going because both of us felt we're doing some interesting work and it's so nice to be back and then we, we developed the rapper together, the studio at Los Angeles where we worked together in my, my house, home studio. So it's nice to go back and and start a musical relationship with Stephen and that's what I'm to uh, Just his words and the way he sort of constructed the song, I think it's, it's extremely powerful. It describes the beauty of the earth and why we should be you know, thankful and grateful that we're actually sort of here and how we should unite you know, as a global community to uh, you know, hold hands around the world together. Um, I think, you know, when people actually hear the lyrics, they're going to be blown away and, uh, you know, we're creating the world's first sort of interactive music video as well. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of amazing technology I think that'll get the world talking and, you know, feel like they're really part of something very special. Like Ken and uh, Ken created with Hands Around the World and uh, I'm sorry, we had the world in Hands Across America way back uh, 35 years ago. Jeffrey, one thing that's kind of important, it's the 50th anniversary of Earth Day, April 22nd. Mm. Hopefully we will be at a point, it may not even be, we may add more afterwards, but that, that we could release this uh, record on Earth Day, which would seem totally appropriate. So for the moment, that's our target. Uh, the most important thing is to be able to reach out around the world and record more of the biggest stars in the world to be a part of this so it is truly a worldwide song well, well yeah i was i was planning to ask when can we all expect the song to be released but yeah i guess we can expect earth day for now that's our target and we like to have deadlines anyway <laughs> <laughs> we, we got this song about a, four or five days ago to the point where we could record yesterday and with we are the world i think we got it two days before <laughs> so wow. it's uh, 
it's pretty difficult. Yes, we uh, we plan to record similarly around the Grammys, but uh, a lot of people have their their time actually sort of already committed. So we we got a number of stars there yesterday, such as Natasha Bedingfield and Cody Simpson and uh, Major, the lady from Mary Mary. Um, I believe Macy Gray is coming in today. Mm. Uh, you know, words getting out very very quickly. Uh, it's just uh, some of the other big big names that we're talking to uh, just were out of town or flew out this morning. So well, we're planning on two further recording sessions: uh, one in London and another, probably another one in Los Angeles here. You know, within a sort of month or so. How did you all manage to recruit all these vocalists and participants for the recording session? Uh, we sent the song. Uh, we had a YouTube link, private link, and we sent the song for them to engage in the lyrics. So once uh, they heard the song, we got some feedback, and they really loved it. And most of them came to the recording session. And some of them were um, want to come, um, but they couldn't. They were out of station, and that's one of the reasons why we are organizing one more day in Los Angeles. So those who missed out, maybe in the next three weeks or something, they would come and uh, join in. So that's a good sign for us because when you when you do something, everybody wants to do something epic song. But what makes that extra? What gives the extra push is definitely what Neil and Ken are trying to do, which is so innovative and could cause a whole uh, disruptive in a good way, like a movement. Which you know, I, I was going to say I've constantly said that this is potentially a game changer for the whole climate change thing. One of the things, Jeffrey. Unfortunately, is that while people know climate change is a problem and all the environmental issues around it, it isn't a priority for the average person. There's plenty of other issues that they have in their lives, unless they're in Australia in the fire or in, on an island in the Pacific where the water is rising and the island's going to be overwhelmed, things like that. Or you know, I've just gone through some horrific snow or tornadoes in America. You don't really realize that we're in the middle of a climate change crisis. So the opportunity for us to reach out to what we hope will be really a billion people worldwide uh, and educate them about the priority of climate change and the importance that they take action. Uh, that they contribute, uh, so we can fund those organizations that are doing great work. We're not going to set up our own ground force. We're going to we are going to support in every way we can the organizations that are doing great environmental work now, both with dollars and with con connections to people all over the world who they who can be educated and then called to action. And that's really our overall purpose here with both the music. And the phenomenal technology that Neil and his people have developed. Ah,、oh, yeah, just quickly, Jeffrey.、Uh, we did an interview recently, Ken and I, on Bloomberg. And、um, you know, I guess the fundamental sort of、uh, thing behind it is using technology for good.、Um, you know, it's, it's the fun for the technology. You know, you're getting the ability to have selfie with you, you make the celebrities, which I guess is the hook. But underlying that is the serious message of climate change. And I always say, even if people don't believe in climate change, they I can't deny pollution, but you know, even if we you know help the environment with pollution issues and things, I think that's you know, going to be a very powerful project that the world will talk about. So, how did the first recording session go yesterday? It, it went very well.、Uh, we started with Cody Simpson, and then we recorded Natasha Bedingfield, and then we had a lot of my friends from LA who came in to sing the harmonies, and we still have one big. We just need to record one big gospel choir, which we're looking for. Maybe the next session we'll do that one. And a lot of solos we're waiting, 
and just because of the scheduling, it was too short notice. And we had a great studio, we had Nathan's studio, which is a beautiful, inspiring place to do this. And we had two recording engineers who came from Abbey Road to get the best miking and, you know, get the sound from the vocalists. We had uh, Bill Ross, the music director, right, I am? Yes, I <laughs> Bill Ross was kind enough to come and conduct the choir. Bill uh, has recorded everyone from Celine Dion to Barbara Streisand and all the, all the majors. So, yeah, we certainly had the A-team there. And uh, what I was most proud of was a real representation of diversity. You know, we had a famous Persian singer, African singers, Indian singers, um, you know, people from L.A. So, you know, we've got an amazing start to the project. And planning on two two or three more for the recording sessions, one in London, another one in L.A. Well, I've got other major global stars to participate on the song. Okay. I would assume we'll do some in India, right, A.R.? <laughs> India is easy. I think you can keep that as the last bit of the recording session. I think to grab more names is very, very important, and they all want to come and to facilitate the right date for them. And, and so, in my opinion, you know, going to something like climate change, you hear every day on, on news, but the way we're doing the song is also a collective energies coming together, understanding each other's community, and you know, people from different countries, you know. The problem with the world is. There's so much of division in the world, divisive leaders also, and it's so important that common people connect for a larger cause, for them to face bigger challenges from natural disasters and stuff. So this, this I feel like really, really good that it's doing that little work. Now, what do each of you hope audiences won't up taking away from the song? I think first and foremost, I think they take, and this has been true of every project for me, they take something that they personally feel is great. With We Are the World, they not only got We Are the World, they got unreleased record of songs from the other artists that we put on the album. So they raised hundreds of millions of dollars, I mean, a hundred million dollars practically. With this song, with this project and the song, uh, I think they get something that they that will be timeless, much as We Are the World continues to be. And, and they'll have that as both an inspiration and an enjoyable project. I mean, music is part of life all over the world and motivates people. The technology allows them to take away the opportunity to have on their phone permanently and really even post on Instagram or whatever themselves standing with heroes, you know, one on either side, or maybe it's a young person standing in the middle of the K-pop group BTS or a Broadway star that they adore on either side. So we're giving them something that they can take away. At the same time, they're feeling good because they're doing something about helping not only themselves, but their children and their grandchildren survive what otherwise really, truly threatens every living thing on this planet. Yeah, from, from my standpoint, when we workshop the song ideas, I know there's a lot of doom and gloom out there about uh, climate change. I certainly wanted to, and when I spoke to AR, just having a very positive message and an uplifting sort of message so people come away. You know, like Jay Ho, the legendary song of ARs, when you hear that song, you just, you feel amazing and you come away feeling happy. This song has a very similar feel with the, an underlying message, so I think that we can all unite together as as one human race and uh, you know do something that's really important. Yeah, for me the song is, um, I've been doing a lot of movies till 2015 and I went back to 
India producing my my own movie and everything. So coming back to uh, English pop music and coming with a song is uh, such a great relief that I also get I get to work with some of the amazing upcoming stars and the legends in this project. So the experience and also giving something to the world itself is gratifying and for this greater cause. My next three questions are actually for AR. Are you ready, AR? Yes. At the time of this recording, the Academy Awards are coming up on February 9th. You are a five-time nominee and two-time winner. You've won both of your Oscars for your musical score and song Jai Ho for the 2008 Best Picture winner, Slumdog Millionaire. What do you remember about the night of the ceremony back in 2009 from not only your wins, but also the film itself winning Best Picture? It does seem so surreal and... Um, it's like a dream, because back from working from India, you never realize uh, this part of the world. And when I came here for the promotion, is when I realized like how art unifies. And that's uh, the one big thing I learned that your mind should never limit what you're capable of or what people can do. And that's one thing I keep telling my kids to like never limit yourself your your mind and limit limit other people, thinking that they only possible they only can do certain things, but on the day of the Oscars, it's still an epic thing. Still, in India celebrates, and when I go all over the world, it's definitely the biggest moment of my life. Not only because it's an Indian movie and and, and I'm an Indian composer, it's a film of hope. It's Danny Boyle's baby, and I would say I, I still am very grateful to for him to have had this vision and the whole team of Sundar Millionaire for bringing such a masterpiece to the world. And today actually marks the beginning for final voting. As an Academy member, what usually goes through your mind while you're making your votes for nominations as well as the winners? For me, you know, like, there's so many movies which come, you have to see all the stuff, and then but certain things, for me it's about emotion. What actually is pushing all of us forward, and what, what actually educates us to become better human beings, or to be more aware of, uh, how our life is uh, planned. So, of course, I have my favorites this year. Looking forward to voting to those. And how often do your personal choices end up getting nominated and or winning? I think a couple of years back, almost 99% of my <laughs> what I voted came in. And so I was very thrilled. And uh, last year I was there and I was sitting with my friend Thomas Catalin, a composer from Finland, as my plus one guest. We were just trying to predict watching the nominees and again we were like 80-80% right on most of the stuff. Because some of, some of the work when you are in the industry you, you can guess. It's about newness and it's about a fresh approach. If anybody takes a new direction which is charming, definitely we will go for that. Now before we go, do any of you have any other upcoming projects each of you would like to share with us? I'm working on a virtual reality sensory project called Lemus that access no Arnazidar. It's a musical on, again, a technology. It's VR 360 3D, and it's got smell. So it's almost finishing in a couple of months, and I plan to launch it in America, and then move it to Europe, and then India. And Neil? Uh, for me, this is uh, and can I'm sure I can speak for him. This is 24-7 for us, uh, seven days a week at the moment. So <laughs> we're trying to achieve, and... Scan in major celebrities around the world with the, the special scanning for the portable rig that we use. There's a lot of logistics 
and uh, we hope to get this out there sort of uh, towards uh, the sort of mid, mid sort of late year for the actual sort of imagery of it all, uh, building on the phone as well. Um, and by the end of 2020, we hope to release uh, you know, sort of the line with maybe one or two billion people holding hands around the world. And zoom in and see where they're standing in the line and go into any longitude, latitude position and just see the, the amazing diversity of uh, you know, what we've achieved here as a, a human race. Ken? I'm 83 now, and uh, I'm very proud of the fact that I've got probably a half a dozen projects on my plate, although this one is literally taking virtually 100% of my time at the moment. It is seemingly never-ending day or night, but I'm just pleased to be active. Here is my father, who taught at UC Berkeley and was vice chancellor until he was 87, chaired committees to 95 and died in his sleep at 98. I'm, uh, I'm trying to at least match my dad's energy for, through all those years, and I think it's what keeps you going, too. I have meaningful things to, to do. And this is certainly the most beautiful of all. I thank you all very much for devoting your time to this interview. It was great getting to talk to all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Jeffrey. Before we go, uh, for those who'd like to keep up with this cause, where can they find more information about it on the Internet? Uh, okay, that just about does it for our conversation today. Thank you all again for talking to me today. This was great. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Jeffrey. Thank you, Jeffrey. If you love this show, please leave us a review. Go to ratethispodcast.com slash podcast and follow the simple instructions. Feel free to subscribe to wherever you get this podcast. If you'd like to find more content from me, please visit my website, which is www.carereviews.net. You can also find it on Twitter at carereviews and me at Jeffrey Care. Thanks for listening, and I will see you all later.